Welcome to the Lifestyle PT Wellness Spotlight. Our goal is to connect you with local businesses and to assist you in living your best life. Now introducing your host, Dr. Karen Schuler. Hello and welcome to the show. Our topic today is blood flow restriction therapy. But before we get into our topic, I'd like to introduce everyone to our new clinical director, Dr. Ryan Abarno. Uh, Ryan, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for having me, Karen. Well, Ryan has been a great asset to our team here at Lifestyle Physical Therapy. I'm excited for everyone to get to know him. Uh, and he has brought a new treatment technique with him to our clinic, and it's called blood flow restriction therapy. So Ryan, first, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into talking about blood flow restriction. Um, yeah, so I've been practicing physical therapy for going on four years now graduated from the University of Buffalo in 2016 and bounced around a little bit once I got out of school, uh, ended up in Florida for a short period of time, then Virginia, and then finally found home right here in the Carolinas and have been here since and really enjoy it. Well, good. Well, welcome to the Carolinas. We're glad you decided to make this home. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about what blood flow restriction therapy is and, and maybe even how, you know, you got involved in using uh, that technique in your treatments. So blood flow restriction training, how I really got into it was actually in my own training. I was looking for a tool that I could use while training to back off in intensity a little bit. And just for reference, I compete in powerlifting. So it helps to have some periods where you back off training a little bit because after a while training so heavy just wears down on you. And that's how I actually stumbled on blood flow restriction training. And this was actually back in, I want to say, eight years ago, give or take, is when I first found out about it. And at the time, you know, I was in undergrad getting ready to go into PT school. So I started doing a little bit of research on it. And, you know, being just a kid in college, I couldn't buy the official equipment for it. So I did it the original way, how it first started and bought some just basically, they look like these cotton resistance bands and they serve as a kind of cloth tourniquet almost, but not tourniquet to where you cut the blood flow off, but, and just threw those on, would use those during active recovery weeks during training so that I could back off a little bit, recover and, go right into the next cycle of training. So, and you found that to be an effective way, a little bit primitive, but effective way to, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great. You know, it was, I was able to go into the next cycles of training without feeling detrained. And that's a big thing in powerlifting is especially, and it varies from the individual, but there's a detraining effect. Once you start backing off training for some people, it's a week, some people it's three or four weeks. For me, it tends to be on that shorter side of things. So once I start backing off the heavier weights, it's much harder to get back into those higher intensities. But blood flow restriction actually provided me this avenue where I was like, hey, you know, this isn't, this doesn't feel as bad as it usually does taking this deload week that I'm able to jump right back into things. So what you're saying is when you're kind of in that fatigue and you're backing off, that is when you use the blood flow restriction during that time? Correct. Correct. Because basically how training is set up you're typically, you're having these cycles of training. They're typically four weeks in length and the intensity scales up each week until that fourth week. And then the first week is usually a gradual drop in intensity or volume. And after doing a few rounds of those in a row, you finally get to that point where it's like, ah, after a few cycles, I'm still feeling kind of beat up. So it's nice to take a, a deload week. 
And typically that means really unloading. But for me, that unloading phase usually took a toll and it was harder for me to get back into those higher intensities. So when you say it took a toll on you, like um, you basically didn't feel as strong when you came back? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that would be, I think, pretty huge for most lifters, um, you know, to be able to, to keep the intensity of their training up without that wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You're not, so you're talking about, you're, you're a power lifter, right? Yes. Okay. So, you know, when people hear you talking about blood flow restriction training and they hear you talking about lifting weights, um, some of us may think, oh, well, I don't do that. So I'm, you know, I don't think blood flow restriction training is for me. So is, is it just for the power lifter or is it for other people as well? No, really anyone can benefit from it. And, you know, it can be used in someone who's injured, someone who's not injured, you know, the great benefit of blood flow restriction training is you get these increases in strength and muscle mass while training at a very low intensity. So, you know, so say if it's someone who doesn't really want to lift heavy weights, they could do a little bit of blood flow restriction training so that they don't have to worry about putting those heavy weights and still reap the benefits of it. Okay. So whether you're somebody that loves the intensity of working out, but sometimes that can be in too intense can lead to injury, or you're someone who really doesn't like an intense workout, <laughs> then mm-hmm. that's really for yeah. both people. Yeah. Now, are there any, um, are there any precautions or anything that would keep somebody from doing this type of treatment? Um, the big thing with blood flow restriction training is it's better if you have the right equipment for it. So me going out and slapping some cloth bands in my arms wasn't the smartest decision to make, but it was my own body. So it's my own experiment. So any harm comes to it, it was just me. So I figured it doesn't matter. I would never do that with a patient, but yeah, just having the right equipment and having someone who's trained in it so you can measure the exact pressures that are being used to be safe And, you know, as far as contraindications go, there's very few, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, if someone has a history of blood clots, especially if there's an active blood clot, they're not going to be exercising anyway. But, you know, if they have a history of blood clots, it's something you want to keep out a lookout for. If, you know, they're dealing with some of those higher class arrhythmias, you want to be wary of that. Or if they have, you know, severe hypertension, which again, you know, if they have pretty severe hypertension, you know, where we're going almost like borderline hypertensive crisis, then they're not going to be working out as it is. So pretty much with blood flow restriction outside of, you know, the past history of DVTs, generally, you know, the same precautions for blood flow restriction go for exercise in general. Okay. And what you mean by DVTs are, are blood clots, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about um, the equipment you began to use when you became a professional. <laughs> um, so what, what types of equipment do you use and what type of equipment do you use to make sure that you're not um, using too much restriction? Okay, so when we use the cuffs, we have pneumatic cuffs that are filled up with air and we use a pump that actually looks just like a blood pressure pump. And, and the cuffs basically get inflated just like you would a blood pressure cuff And the cuff size is going to depend on what body part we're targeting because the thighs are bigger. We're going to put a bigger cuff on versus putting it on the upper arms. And also when it comes to cuff placement, we only place it on the thighs and the upper arms. You know, if you place it down any further into the arms or legs, that puts just a little bit more of a risk of, you know, doing 
some issue doing some damage to the nerves and definitely don't want to do that. But, you know, if we place it on the upper arm and we place it on the mid thigh to the appropriate pressures, you know, the risk is very, very minimal, if any. And what we use to ensure that we're actually pumping the cuffs up appropriately is a Doppler ultrasound. And what that is, you know, it's the same ultrasound they use when they're looking for a fetal heartbeat. And we measure how the heart is beating at the radial artery, which is just at the wrist there, if we're doing cuffs on the upper arm. Or if we're doing cuffs on the thighs, then we do it at the posterior tibial artery that sneaks just behind the ankle there. And what we do is we look for the pressure it takes to completely block that blood vessel. That's called our limb occlusion pressure. So we use this as a reference point because with blood flow restriction training, you want to reduce the blood flow, not cut it off entirely. If you cut it off entirely, you're going to be running into quite a few problems there. So we then take a percentage of what this actual limb occlusion pressure is and pump the cuff up to that. So we're still getting some blood flow from the arteries into the targeted muscle, but, you know, because it still has that blood flow, you're not really running any risk, but that reduction in blood flow creates an involvement can occur. And then we check again with the Doppler ultrasound while the cuffs are on just to make sure that all the blood's still flowing the way that it should. Okay, good. So that gives me a little more comfort to know that um, all those checks and measures, you know, are in place. So, I'm thinking this really is not something that would be good for somebody to start on their own. No, usually not a good choice. I would recommend against it. Yeah, I would say so. Putting those straps on without the Doppler, you really didn't know <laughs> how much mm. blood flow was getting in there and, and how much was not. Right, right. And also the location is extremely important too. So like, again, you don't want to place it on the lower legs or on the forearms especially don't want to place it across a joint, even though there's some people that still, you know, take those cloth bands and place it around their joints, you know, with the joint, there's no muscle mass to protect it. So definitely if you're going to be doing it, have someone who's trained in doing it. Can you explain to us too, what, um, what it feels like, you know, while you're using it, is it comfortable, uncomfortable? So it is uncomfortable. And, you know, we explain often that there's going to be some discomfort on it because we are compressing the tissue around those blood vessels so that we can restrict those blood vessels. So there's going to be some discomfort, you know, basically it just feels like an intense pressure around where the, where the cup is. And then as you're exercising, if you've ever done some weight training before and you felt what they call muscle pump, you know, you feel that muscle pumping up, well, that's going to kick in way faster than it would normally. And it's going to feel pretty intense to where your muscles feel like they're inflating. So that kind of feels like it's filling up with fluid. Correct. More blood. I'm filling up with blood. Which any exercise, if you're working intensely, is is not going to be comfortable. Right. Um, what? So how much time does somebody spend with the cuff on? Mm, six to ten minutes. Unless if they're doing cardiovascular exercise, which BFR can be used for that too, then sometimes you can push it up to 20 minutes. But for our general weightlifting exercises or just body weight exercises for strengthening, we're talking six to 10 minutes. So, you know, someone that's, for those of us that are listening, we might think, well, you know, I don't have an injury, uh, but this sounds interesting. You know, I would like to learn a little bit more about this. Um, Do you recommend that they come in and and at least get a few sessions and uh, learn more about it and, and use it before they start that, try to start that on their own? Definitely. Definitely. It's one of the things that I don't recommend it to be done at all on their own, even though my past experience kind of contradicts that. (laughs) But yeah, you definitely want to have a trained professional who can monitor, you know, some of the signs that, you know, maybe the cuff is on too tight, you know, it's just, 
the big thing is it should just feel like pressure. It should just feel like your muscles pumping up. You shouldn't feel anything going numb. You shouldn't feel some tingling going down your legs or your arms. So it's helpful just to have someone, or I shouldn't say helpful. It's imperative to have someone who's trained to be actually prescribing this. Okay. Well, Ryan, I want to thank you for, you know, giving us more information on this, um, not very new technique, but it's, it's new to our clinic. And I think it's probably new to, to most people, even though it's been around for a while. I know I've been intrigued and wanted to learn more for many years, but just haven't had the opportunity. So I'm excited that we now can offer this at our clinic. Um, and if people want to learn more, um, if you want to experience uh, what blood flow restriction is like, they can just uh, call our offices at 803-831-1454 and um, ask to be placed on Ryan's schedule or even just ask to speak to Ryan to, to learn more. Uh, we'll be putting out some information on Facebook page and the website as well just to, to help to educate you a little bit better on what blood flow restriction training is. So Ryan, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, again, welcome to Lifestyle Physical Therapy and the Carolinas. We're excited to have you with us. And um, we look forward to talking to you more about other innovative treatment techniques. Thank you so much for having me. All right, thank you everyone for joining us. And we hope everybody has a great day and that you go out and move and get fit. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook at Lifestyle Physical Therapy LLC and on Instagram and Twitter at Lifestyle PT2. Until next time, stay connected and be well.